You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. You can deliver a mushroom stamp so hard to Iron Man that it leaves him concussed. But nothing, nothing will save you from the watch list. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day. Hope y'all was eating their wieners <laughs> and relaxing. Were you eating wieners today? No, what did I eat today? No, I got a chicken salad from National Coney Island because they were the only ones open. <laughs> I wanted a chicken fatouche from Cedar Garden again, but then uh, they were closed. I'm like, oh yeah, Labor Day's like. Where's uh, Cedar Garden? It is in St. Clair Shores and it is right off Harper. Oh, I'm sorry, right off Nine in Harper. Uh, it's in that area. Um, it's right near next to Cafe Bella. Cafe Bella. Um, super good fatouche. I am a chicken fatouche connoisseur. I would know. <laughs> that is true. She does. You know. I did chicken fatouche reviews. I've eaten fatouche around. Fatouche yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Fatouche. Fatouche. Yeah. Fatouche. <laughs> What'd you do today? Well, I want you to go to different ones and do reviews. I've done three so far. Excuse me. I need to do a review at your joint. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become famous for that. That way you get free for touche. So mm-hmm. if if anybody's listening that has a Lebanese restaurant, please pay for me to come to you. And you can just pay me in for touche. And she I will loves do... the garlic sauce. Mm-hmm. So you got to have good garlic sauce. Dude, I could do shots of garlic sauce. <laughs> shots Extra of garlic, garlic sauce. sauce. What did you do today? Mm, shit. <laughs> Not well, that's good. Shit, but. But. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. <laughs> Went back to bed. Uh, nothing really. I mean, I uh, worked on some business stuff and that was about it. <laughs> that's right. Starting that, uh, that business plan. Sounds good. I, I worked on some stuff too. Um, I took the day to, I'm working on... A new writing medium. I've I've never been asked to do this before, but I'm so happy. I was really nervous about it first because I'm like, I am not even into tabletop games. I mean, I played um, Pathfinder, which is like Dungeons and Dragons. It's role playing. Um, and Deepwater Games brought me onto a team that had a game set in place. Um, and uh, I think I, I mentioned the name of it before on the podcast. I'm not supposed to, so I'll I'll explain that right now. But um, it is I'm, I'm building a world. So I came in as a content editor because they had three different writers, and everything was kind of like getting a. It was it's a uh, an awesome premise. It's so cool. Are you not allowed to say the name because of legality stuff? Mm-hmm. Um. And it it could be subject to change too. I don't know, but it is essentially Game of Thrones in space. And I don't know how to write rule books. How I know how to write is, I took it from a character perspective. So I wrote a monologue explaining the entire game, and I was so nervous when I sent off most of the stuff um, to the uh, game builder, uh, the the owner of Deepwater Games. And I got such uh, an astounding, outstanding review back that I'm so happy. It just it made my day today. So um, I'm I'm always a fortunate. I don't say no to things generally because I know that in the end, I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I like to challenge myself. And my good friend David Hayes, who's an author, he's also an actor, um, a mentor to me, 
uh, said, don't ever be one kind of writer. Don't pigeonhole yourself to be a comic writer, a novelist, write a screenplay, write a poem, write whatever you can. You are just, I mean, not just, but you are a writer. And how did you say that you, um, they found you? Um, Deepwater Games, um, they are affiliated with SourcePoint Press now. Oh, okay. Because Travis McIntyre has his hand in everything, and I really worry about his stress level. <laughs> but, uh, but everything's working out, and um, the game, the the uh, primitive demo, um, the I shouldn't say primitive. Um, gosh, how do you say it? Uh, um, uh, gosh, the mock-up demo, you know, what they had, um, did very well at Gen Con. Their table was always full with players, and uh, they did very well there and got great reviews. So hopefully they like um, my added bells and whistles. So yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'll uh, I'll be talking more about it. You can follow me. I, I'm very active on Instagram right now at KCD Writes, not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. Um, and you can follow uh, all the progress on that, and I'll update everybody. So yeah, that's really cool. So ah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you. Good news. Yeah. Good news, right? I, like I can use some good news. Another day, a new project. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always say, like, it's been a rough week. And it's been a rough week for a lot of people. I'm not going to go into why, but I think anybody out there listening is probably like, yeah, this was a really long week, even though it was Labor Day and just something in the cosmos. And I think that if you have one bit of good news this week, then that's a huge redemption. I feel like I big opened my big mouth last time because uh, we were talking about retrograde, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it wasn't actually that bad for me because it was the <laughs> it was the eclipse, and it, I think it was eclipse, right? Yeah, and, and the then it was moon. also retrograde. So mm-hmm. we were talking about how that was supposed to intensify everything, and everyone was going through a hellish time. And I'm like, it actually wasn't so bad for me. And then I was like, then I say that now like, oh, with yeah, the after effects because they say that. When it ends, it kind of has a ripple effect and, and it affects a lot of people for a few weeks after. Um, so <laughs> I was starting to catch to the end of that. And I'm like, of course I had to open my mouth. And I was like, nope, you're getting your turn too. Oh, we forgot about you. Don't, don't go nowhere. <laughs> but um, several people around me, it just seemed like they were affected, you know, just recently with a lot of different um, issues. And it was weird because everyone was having similar issues. So, yeah. Strange how the universe works sometimes. Yeah. And like we said in the last show, retrograde forces you to face the past, collect data about it, and then uh, everything just kind of comes to a head and everything came to a head in a wicked way during the aftermath, you know, because everything kept coming to a head. I told Holly it was comparable to like Dr. Pimple Popper, like when people leave like a black head there for years and it just keeps coming out. That's what the end of this retrograde is like. All this shit just keeps it's gonna coming out. It's going to have to come out at some time, but. Right. I'm like, oh, it smells like a locker room. <laughs> Get that thing out. Push. Push. Uh, gross. Very gross. But it's very satisfying when it comes out. <laughs> it is. You are, you are correct. And, uh, you know, if you can, if you survive retrograde, then you have all the power. All the power. So. The power, y'all. The power. Oh, we have a, uh, Ellen is our DJ tonight. DJ Ellen. DJ on Ellen on the ones and twos. I had to get my mic on. Sorry. <laughs> David Sheroth. I'm here. One of my favorite Instagram stars. <laughs> Thank you. I love her so much. Follow her at David Sheroth. She's absolutely hysterical. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I've got nothing better to do with my time, so I just sit on Instagram. Like, and the thing is, you're, <laughs> you, you, you're genuine, like, in your in your humor like 
I mean, <laughs> it's just your delivery is just so uh, cute and awkward, and uh, I'm and very relatable. Um, um, you said you go to the uh, the cons too, correct? I do not. Oh, I thought you do. Uh, my brother does. He actually. Oh. He gets like a costume ready, and he 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 uh, he gets like the time off of work, like a, a year ahead. Oh, damn! He's hardcore. Jeez. He is. One time they put him on the. Uh, I think it was last. Yomacon, they put him like he got it off like months ahead, and then yeah. they still put him on the schedule. And he had an angry letter written <laughs> out like, "I will leave this job." Oh you. my god, he had his. <laughs> this is my one thing to go. My one thing of the year. That you won't let me have this. Let me have this. This is my I mean, time to shine. If you ask for it that far ahead, he they better it. give it to you. Is he in an anime? Yeah, I. You know what? I really have to sit down and actually like talk to my brother and see like. <laughs> What he's like as a person. Sometimes you know? I feel that way hey, about my sibling. Let's check in, okay? Man, let's like, call him right now. I don't do an interview. He's mad at me. I went over to my parents' house and I drank one of his uh, ciders. <laughs> he's upset. Oh my <laughs> god! Well, he just turned twenty-one and he found out he doesn't like beer. He doesn't like. He's probably going to be mad now that you said that he drinks ciders and he's a twenty-one-year-old man. <laughs> he's not ashamed. He's like, I don't like the taste of beer. I don't like the taste of alcohol. I like my sweet ciders. And hey, <laughs> any single ladies out there under 25 who like to go to Comic-Cons and drink ciders? You know what? Check out my brother. You know, uh, what's know. your brother's name again? We're going to we're going to put him out there. Uh, what's the first what's first <laughs> She's name? like I don't want to tell him his name. He might get pissed at me. All right, you don't have to say his name. Johnny? <laughs> okay. Johnny. If you find a Johnny that likes ciders in anime. <laughs> He's a good time. He is. He's Call a- up. We'll set you up. <laughs> They're calling every Johnny in the phone book. Uh, <laughs> I actually Do you like ciders. <laughs> there was a guy at the bar, the bar the other day, a customer, and um, he was drinking Angry Orchards, and then he was talking about. Um, <laughs> do he said, "Do guys ever uh, ask for?" Bloody Marys. And I'm like, yeah, all the time. Like, a lot of guys drink Bloody Marys. He's like, I always thought that was really weird. Like, I get certain drinks, but I always thought Bloody Mary was too girly to, to, for guys to drink. But he's sitting there drinking, like, an angry orchard. And he's saying, The Kool-Aid of beer. <laughs> he might as well be drinking Boone's Farm. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with guys drinking hard cider. And there's nothing wrong with guys drinking Bloody Marys. But I just thought it was funny that he made that comment. I'm like. So the vodka, what, yeah, and tomato juice is girly, but not the... I don't know if it's girly, but you got that big celery stock. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's an attention-seeking drink. Like. It's like, it's all the stuff that goes into it, I'm like, it, these are toppings on a burger. Like, well, yeah, you if you're getting that, like, the deluxe grill? stuff that they I have at some ugh. of the places. Nah, dog. I don't get that. I mean, putting onion rings, a burger... <laughs> some tots like what are you doing <laughs> plus it, it grosses me out because i'm like don't touch the bun into the bloody mary then Ew. you're gonna have a big um bloody mess soggy mess and i hate soggy uh anything <laughs> yeah well yeah like, anything. that's a horrible but adjective I, <laughs> soggy. It was very soggy i hate soggy like bread i don't like did that like it, if you have if you have a hamburger and you have it from, like, say you put it in a box still before it's cold, like it's cold mm-hmm. and it's still hot, and you put it into a container, and if it doesn't have enough ventilation, it's going to have that moisture collect in the mm-hmm. in the um the to go box, and then it's going to 
create the moisture and it's going to get on the burger. Then it makes the burger, especially <laughs> there's all the science into it. <laughs> I've been thinking about this really hard, obviously. So that, <laughs> and if you have that thin bun, that's not because the thicker bun can stand it a little bit, but the thinner bun and you get the soggy bread and oh no. Yep. <laughs> No, I can dig that because it's like at at that point it's like having backwash in your drink. Someone told me like, "Oh, I like soggy bread." I'm like, "What? Okay. Who are you people?" Like, okay, <laughs> this there's only my okay. I like French onion soup. That's different. Right. That's different. All right, you put the Red Bull That's down to be like, "Okay, girl." Like, <laughs> no, different. I know where you're going with this. That's acceptable. <laughs> like, if you've got like a toasted sourdough. It's stale on purpose, so you could dip it in your soup or whatever. That's fine. Or cornbread in your stew. I always break it up in there. But anyway, by the way, tell your brother I found because I I'm I love ciders myself. Um, Blake's hard cider should be paying me because I'm trying everything new. I tried. It's called Black Samuel. I believe that's what it's called. It comes in a black can. It just came out because it's a Halloween thing, and it's got this Satan goat thing on it, like behemoth style. <laughs> it's it's super cool and solid black can. It's blood orange cider, dude. I was slamming those, so good. Six percent alcohol, and it it's my favorite cider right now. Blake's hard cider, of course, made right here in Michigan. Blake's, you need a comic writer spokesperson <laughs> and restaurants you need a chicken patouche reviewer i'm for hire man call me pay me in beer and patouche beer and patouche is all i want i need uh, a hookup with the uh you know onion uh <laughs> what's it called the uh onion soup oh yeah yeah, and Panera, call me. I Panera? Like of all places you say Panera? I like the French onion No, soup. I mean, I like Panera, but... I mean, Panera's not going to pay you now. <laughs> of all the They're going to hear what you I'm said. Like, like, we want Casey and Holly. <laughs> of all places, they'll say Panera. <laughs> of all the classy places you could get French onion soup. But you know what? I haven't really had French onion soup at Panera. I can't say that. I just pointed mm. at Holly viciously. I feel kind of bad about that. <laughs> I'll retract that finger. Sheathed it in my in my holster. Sorry, <laughs> your holster. <laughs> judgment, but, judgment she, pistols. If she put it in her <laughs> lap by her crotch, she says, "I was like, put it in my holster." What? <laughs> Get it nice and warm for the next time when I judge you. <laughs> Pull out my ju- judgment. Yeah, don't pistol. point that finger at me anymore, please. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Judged. Judged. Harsh. You just judged. got judged. So Panera would retract that <laughs> statement. This network does not necessarily reflect the views of the hosts of these podcasts. <laughs> Panera, don't take it out of podcast Detroit. <laughs> so what's the um, con that you're going to next weekend? Oh, uh, this weekend I'm going to Long Beach, California. And I'm going to be representing Source Point Press with our imprint, Quran Comics, which uh, they have, it, uh, that's uh, um, Freddie Packard and Josh Valere. Um, they write Skyland, which won 2017's Fantasy Comic of the Year. And they have a new comic out called Soul Survivor, which is about the last standing member of the human race who takes his vengeance out on the alien race that caused the genocide. It's very much like Punisher in space, beautiful coloring. And they're really cool cats, and I'm so glad they joined Source Point. And, um, and yeah. I'll be out there with them because they're from California. 
So that will be cool. It's it's a two-dayer, the 8th and 9th. I'm taking the red eye back. Got to get an hour of sleep. Girl, and then you I'm do that every single con. I can't take the time off, dude. Even in New York, you're talking about coming back. <laughs> oh, you, no, I took that Monday off. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I'm like, I... I can do it for these cons, but New York, the, she's such a beast. I got to take the whole week off plus. Like, I'm, I'm just going to have to save for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I still got to work a day job. I mean, that's fine. But, you know, because I love my job, by the way, for anybody that knows where I work. Um, so it's, it's I'm very much appreciated at my job. And, uh, but that's the thing is that, uh, you know, there's people waiting on me, clients that need me. So, um, and, uh, so yeah, I want to keep my job. <laughs> but uh, but anywho, let's get into it. What you got for me, Holly? Well, you know that I absolutely hate robots. And not too long ago, I was talking about, um, well, I think I was talking about the sex robots and how, I mean, well, in the past we had talked about that on the yeah, show. Yeah, we're always talking about sex bots like, every third show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about virtual reality. I can't talk virtual yeah. reality. Is it cheating? Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now they're saying that, uh, of course, when I want to go to it, it closes. Um, <laughs> now they're saying that in Canada, um, in Toronto, that they are coming up with a sex doll brothel. Of course. <laughs> that is the future here. Well, now. that's that's going to be a huge <laughs> moneymaker. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, so, well, I, I mean, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what Canada's policies are with sex workers, and I know that they're a little bit more relaxed, right, than, well, obviously it's it's illegal here, mm-hmm. and obviously sex dolls are not the same as humans, <clears throat> but um, it says on HuffPost.com that a nondescript Toronto shopping plaza is set to welcome a new tenant in September that advertises itself as the first sex doll brothel in North America. Aura Dolls, which will operate alongside a nail salon, massage parlor, and dry cleaner. Okay, wait. <laughs> I see that is, is going. I would I would not like that next to my business. Yeah. The mom and pops. Like, uh, we're gonna go in here and quickly bust a nut while my uh, dry cleaner is getting done. I don't know. I just went like that. I feel like that would give it a bad name. But yeah. Right next to your business. Um, and dry cleaner. So it's next to a dry cleaner as well. <laughs> so you can get the stains. Well, like, do they have stains? Oh, sex dolls. <laughs> uh, promises to bring its patrons an exciting new way to achieve their needs without the many restrictions and limitations that a real partner may come with. Um, (laughs) I just gave Casey a look. According to its website, the company's marketing director, Claire Lee, told City News that there will be no human staff in the brothel section and that customers are unlikely to bump into a single person during their visit. That's a little creepy. Uh, yeah. Uh, They put their payment down on the counter and they go straight to the room. She said, we don't have staff there, just a camera. The payment is taken at the beginning. You go into the room, do your time, and just leave. The company's website states that it hopes each visitor can enjoy any fantasy or fetish without judgment or shame, bringing the ultimate sexual experience. Customers will be charged $60 to $742 for their time with the dolls and are promised that each is thoroughly sanitized between clients. So you've got to trust that these dolls are sanitized. 
But there's no humans there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Who's doing the sanitizing? Are they so... self sanitizing? <laughs> also, is there a menu? What's what's sixty and what's seven hundred? Yeah, right, right. I guess according to your fetishes, I'm sure. What would be the sixty dollars? Just like a, you're like a, a, advanced model. <laughs> it's just like it's probably just a dry tug. <laughs> you want a lubrication that's extra? <laughs> oh, the shaving. Some people might be into that because they like pain. Who knows? <laughs> oh man, pain that lingers for weeks. We try to focus on the fact that since we have this service for men who have these dark, violent fantasies, instead of putting out the urge to act aggressively, they can do something like this, which is safe for everyone. No. <laughs> Toronto City Council member John, I'm going to say this wrong probably, John Filion told CBC Radio Canada that people in his community were concerned about the business and that although he has an open mind about what sort of behaviors people want to do, people do all sorts of things that we kind of wish they wouldn't in a perfect world. While Aura Dolls might be a first for North America, America, the world's first brothel showcasing silicon sex dolls open in Germany last year. Owner Evelyn Schwartz had told the Metro that 70% of Bordell's customers had um, returned for more in that. More in that? <laughs> uh, for many, it is not a fetish, but, for, but more of a curiosity. I need to find the website for that. That would freak. Okay, just being in a building full of nothing but robots, and from somebody who doesn't have the the uh, the phobia that you do, that still freaks me out. It so even if I was guy, like if I was guy and I, if you want to say open mind, if you had an open mind and you were like wanting to try it out, even if you're like a guy and your buddy said it was funny, like oh, I, I, you know, let's go in there. It would freak, yeah, like, it, it seems like a horror movie. Like a horror movie. A horror movie. Holes, horror movie, horror movie. Holes and horrors. Holes and horrors. Holes and horrors this Halloween. Holes and horrors. That's every Halloween these days. <laughs> but you go in, you put your money down. I don't know, I guess an automated thing. Who knows? I guess it's it's probably, like, buttons. You probably put it into the machine. Maybe they just spent some money back for your change. <laughs> <laughs> they finished. Um, you probably pick what what kind of option do you want of your doll, and it probably starts walking down the hallway, like showing you. Or maybe it says what room you need to be in. But that sounds scary to me. So you, what if the number of the room pops up, and then you're supposed to go in, and you're like, like opening the door. Where's the rope? <laughs> it falls, falls down from the ceiling like an arachnid. Like ha! <laughs> I want the robot to scare me. <laughs> That's my sexual fetish. Just ninja attacks you. <laughs> hey! <Hi-ya. laughs> Jumps on your head. <laughs> uh, from the ceiling. <laughs> but then, like... <laughs> so, uh, like we were saying, you know, there's hum- no humans there. And I don't know if that's because they want people to not feel judged. And they think that that would cause more business, like, if you don't feel judged by humans who are actually working there. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no judgment. You could just say whatever the hell you want. You could just go in there and you feel like no one would see you and you don't have to worry about, if, especially if it's in your town, like, people you might possibly know. Well, if they work at the sex brothel for the robots, wouldn't that be like, oh, we both are into this shit. Well, well, <laughs> well let's talk about surveillance. In case something happens and somebody like breaks a robot or something, you got to know those robots have cameras 
in their eyeballs. How, yeah, how strong are these robots? Because they're talking about violent fa- uh, fantasies. Oh, come on, y'all. You're going to risk death, death by robot. It's kind of freaky. So you, the robot For is supposed nut. to respond like a human would. So what? Screaming and like <laughs> seeming in fear if you were to do something violent? That's terrible, by the way. And that's supposed to be safe because at least they're not doing it on an actual person. That's not mentally safe. Because now we're encouraging the new term, rape culture. I don't care if it's human or not. I mean, I don't care if it's a robot or not. You know what I mean? Because of all the things that they could have said, that's the one thing that they said was that people who have a violent fantasies are able to act them out. That was their, you know. That's that's terrible. See, now they're encouraging the behavior in our society, and now it's that's a problem. That's a real problem. Um, so that <clears throat> the company was A-U-R-A. I'm going to look it up to see if I can because find Because even, like, okay, let's say it's you and your partner. You like rough sex. Okay. But at least you got safety words. Even the dominatrix have safety words. And that's, t- uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, not that a robot needs, I guess, needs to consent. But <clears throat> um, I just feel like if you have something like a, a robot and you're acting out fantasies on it, I think that people are still going to want to take it up one more because. If- yep. You're absolutely right. People just cannot be thoroughly satisfied. It's like, oh, well, since this is a robot. The website is called auradolls.com. Uh, it's A-U-R-A-D-O-L-L-S.com. Um, yeah, this. Oh. Why did that show up? Oh, I I, I read that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at something else. Well, we could talk about that. Um, so I'm just curious if they show the options here for what... This is book now. Hold on. Rates. Why won't you let me do this? Bear with me. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna play some Enya. Sail away, sail away, sail away. I think it's because the website's <clears throat> website's not fully done yet. Maybe I could keep trying to click book now. Well, no, because they're listening. They're like, "Man, we gotta revamp our game. Take the site down." I didn't even think about that. They're gonna destroy our robots. Destroy all robots <laughs> with sex. <clears throat> when you go to it, it will allow you to do anything. Go to orodollars.com. Oh. Yeah, but 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 you're right, and that just asked you what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I said oh. <laughs> you want me to go to the website and see if it works? Yeah, because it's not working on my phone. Like A U R A, A U R A, A U R A dolls dot com. Papa or a dollar? Oh, a dollar make it holla. Hey, that was it. I'm getting something. It pops up, but then when I go to click Dare on, to fulfill your wildest fantasy. 
book now grand opening uh, September 8th through 15th, 25% off. Welcome to Aura Dolls. Aura Dolls gives you the first realistic sensual experience with a girl who is made just for you. Our dolls are made from the highest quality of TPE silicone, uh, which mimics the feeling of natural human skin, pores, texture, and movement, giving the user a virtually identical experience as being with a girl partner. We offer a wide selection of those beautiful exotic girls to cater to everyone's uh, choice of beauty. Browse through our selection and find the girl of your dreams. Oh, and I just saw um, bear boobies, but I think that they are robot boobies. So view available dolls. Oh, and you can book now, by the way. Uh, I'm looking up these dolls. Let me play this video, too. Yeah, go for it. It's a story we first brought you on City News this past weekend. A brothel opening in North York, but this one won't have women. Instead, customers can have sex with lifelike dolls. It sparked some outrage for those living in the community who say it has no business in their neighborhood. At first, when I saw the posters, I thought it was a joke. And when I looked closer and I saw that it was something, a doll brothel, and I saw it was very real, I... Oh, sorry. Along with other residents, we started taking down the posters because this is a family-oriented neighborhood. Carla Amodio says she was shocked when she first noticed ads for Aura Dolls brothel in her neighborhood two weeks ago. The shop, set to open September 8th at this plaza near Shepherd and Young, says it will offer private rooms with high-tech silicone dolls designed for sex. To me, that type of business there doesn't work. And, um, you know, we walk by there and we, we bike by there. There are several um, elementary schools in the neighborhood, too. Amodio lives down the street from the plaza, which also houses a dry cleaner and a nail salon. She's planning to start a petition and has already contacted her city councillor. And turns out she's not the only one concerned. Um, no, I've had a lot of calls, mostly from parents, like how do we explain this to our kids? Area councillor John Fillion says he's already looking into city bylaws, including one he introduced nearly 20 years ago. It restricts sex retail shops in North York to industrial areas, but it's unclear if that bylaw is still on the books, and if it is... Our city staff need to look at the wording, and we'll see if that does the trick. If not, we'll have to come up with something else. Aura Dolls Brothel says they are incorporated, though city officials tell us they don't have any sort of license with the city. The city of Toronto issues licenses to businesses like adult entertainment clubs and body rub parlors, but not to sex workers or brothels. A spokesperson for Aura Dolls tells City News it doesn't believe the company is breaking any laws. They say their service can benefit those suffering from social anxiety and help curb sex trafficking. A statement sent to us today reads in part, since this is a new and unfamiliar concept, it's understandable that this will raise concerns and resistance. However, as we move further into the modern age of technology, we must be open to the new ideas and concepts that come with it, as long as it's safe for everybody. We hope to see that our community is willing to adapt to these changes with an open mind, since nobody's being hurt or negatively affected by this service. Of course, this will always be a controversial topic, but we believe that the positive attributes of this service immensely outweigh the negative ones. An activity might not be illegal, but you can control where it's located. There's nowhere I particular. Um, I love how they said rub parlors. Rub parlors. Where rub parlors are. <laughs> like, are they trying to say massage? Parlor. Yep. That's well, at least they didn't say massage. 
Rub parlors. <laughs> Rub parlors. I'm looking at the dolls. I've been looking at the dolls. Okay, what do we got here? We've got... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, here we go. She's got gigantic boobs. This is Anna. Anna is busty, romantic, and spontaneous. <laughs> this is Erica, young, gorgeous, and sweet. Then we're on to Harper, the perfect girl next door. <laughs> Jasmine, exotic-faced angel. Scarlet, the absolute American dream. Yuki, who is submissive, innocent, and playful. (laughs) You know, notice none of them are plus size. What's up with that? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't cover all the things. That's another thing to take up. I don't have no plus size dolls on there. Right? Uh, and you can tell they're robots. I mean, you can tell they're they're very Barbie faced and rubbery and freaky. Because I'm looking at the pictures, yeah. But if I see one that's like five foot six, that's that's an issue. But you can book now or dolls dot com. Um, what do you said about curving? Um, or the company said about uh, curving sex trafficking? No, it doesn't. Um, because that's. No, you're just making up uh, campaign ideals or, you know, whatever. Um, and this is not going to be the answer to sex trafficking. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what is going to be an answer is more awareness about sex trafficking and... Um, <sighs> good Lord. Okay, so I'm I'm going to look at the... Uh, oh, wait. I'm going to look at if there's, like, okay, so there's our dolls home rates. Um, I just wanted to look, see if there's, I'm not trying to be nasty or, or dirty. I just, I, okay, rates and memberships. I just wanted to see. Okay, so they charge by the time. So a half hour for one doll is $80. If you have two dolls, it's 160 Couples, it's $120. Uh, an hour is 120 uh, two hours is two forty. Three hours is three sixty. F- four hours, <laughs> four hundred and eighty. So it's like it's it's about a hundred an hour, uh, and then some. And they have uh, coming soon bronze package, gold package, platinum. They don't have anything listed yet for what those are, uh, but they're open twenty four seven. Jeez, good gravy. Um, what if so? For extended rates, please email or call. Yeah, I want the 24-hour doll. I'm going to hang out with her all day. So say someone was like, oh, I want the four-hour session. Okay, what if they're like four hours and one minute? What does the robot just shut down? How do they? You may please leave. Right. The door just opens. (laughs) The alarms go off. (laughs) The robot gets gets evil, busts out a nightstick. I know. Get off. Get out! I'm sick of your abuse. <laughs> I am a robot. I have feelings too. Uh, so what else is there? Huh? Nothing else right now. But uh, wow, Oradells.com. Well, that was uh, wow right out the gate. Man. Be, yeah, all I can think of was I'd be pissed if I was the businesses next to that. Especially, I mean... Well, like they said, they have, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm going to try to sound holier than thou. Trust me, the the things I say are pretty lowbrow. But um, like she said, you know, there's elementary schools here and like you're putting up all this. This isn't, 
you know, like you said, this isn't somewhere where prostitution is, you know, I mean, well, what what state is this? Toronto. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that's a little bit different still. Um, but I mean, because if that is a legit, you know, legit business, businesses over there, the beauty industry has a hard time already with, um, especially with the, um, massage i can't talk massage and, and such uh getting a bad rap people thinking that sometimes that sexual things go on and making you know when it doesn't so if you put on a sex style chain next to it mm-hmm. then people you're going to so the, my my vision is that you they're going to put that in there and then they're going to get people who are going to assume that, well, they have this place. Well, the place next door that does massage, they probably, you know. Right. Especially if it's massage. Right. I don't know. I can see the nail place getting more traffic only because people are so curious. Like, hey, have you been over there yet? You know, because <laughs> everybody wants to gossip when they're doing their nails. Um, the laundromat. I don't know. I don't think the, the businesses will suffer that bad. I don't think if they suffer at all, it is just a weird thing. Yeah. And the cleanliness, I can't talk, cleanliness. That is the is most alarming. weird. And that there's no humans, which I don't buy that. I don't buy that they're not going to have a human on staff. I just don't buy that. That doesn't make any sense. Somebody has to come in there at least. Yeah, there's some sort of maintenance there's some sort of what happens if this malfunctions. Robots aren't perfect. Because people have to come They're in there man-made. and clean the building itself. <laughs> right. So And then, uh, well, where are you having sex at? In a bed? Like, how are they cleaning that? It looked like they were, yeah. I mean, they're half cleaning the rooms. And then you're going to say that's uh, cleanly? Maybe the, the, there is going to be a human in the building. You're just not going to see them because they don't want people judging them, like you said. Yeah. They don't want to feel intimidated during their approach. You better be the first customer if you want to get a non. Oh yeah, you don't want to be a risk. <laughs> you right. like, <laughs> risk is... getting somebody else's whatever. I I still say, watch. There's going to be a lawsuit that somebody's going to get something from these dolls. Yeah, and. <laughs> Can't even imagine. Don't want to imagine. <laughs> um, as I'm like, no judgment. And then I'm like, oh, I'm judging you. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know. Like, they're going to make a lot of money. They are, and, and good for them. They might may have chosen the wrong area. Um, I mean, not Toronto, but just the, it's very suburban, it sounds like. Um. So the location, 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 people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because I don't know. I don't want to sound like that person that's like, no, shut it down because that's unethical. That's immoral. No, we're just saying that it's alarming that you're saying that there's no humans and, you know, somebody's got to clean that. Gross. But then again, who's cleaning the hookers? <laughs> You know, about live no, people. The the pimp pimp doesn't have a janitor that comes in and goes. Okay, let me sponge break you, Sandy. <laughs> Midnight, well, whatever your name is. I guess 
I mean, I guess if you're going to have sex with a robot, you could use a condom too, just in case. <laughs> Sorry, it'd be the odd. So that in case they're not cleaning those dolls. Mm-mm. So that's your option. <laughs> what else you got? That was a good one. Mm. My article sucked. <laughs> I think I, I think that's probably my only good one, but um, let me see. Yeah, see what Grandma Holly has in her basket. So, my other my other um, article I found was uh, another one from HuffPost. It was ha- 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 ha. it happened this past Wednesday in San Diego. There was mystery lights. Um, social media was freaking out because they saw these lights hovering in the air. I'll play the video. If it even... You see the red light. Yeah, I mean, they don't have lights like that, number one. They have, like, the flashing red, not, like, these, like, fire lights. Do you want to go for a drive? It looked like... Oh, I see him. (gasps) Oh. What is going on? Okay, so there's another. Is that a helicopter or a jet? And it looks completely different. Like the kind of light. Oh, yeah. It looks like the sky is on fire. Or the, the, those fire lanterns, but they're all in a single formation and they're not moving. Yeah, but they're not moving at all. They're not moving. Um, let me see. So it starts with um, a few of them, and then oh, there's another set com- he said there's another set coming down. Oh, my gosh. Here. So there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Then he said there's a jet uh, circling around. And then they start fading away, kind of. Where is this? San Diego. Oh, i got to ask Freddie about this. And then... Uh, I think it's, and then it just looks like there's about two in the end. Um, yeah, but this was really recent. This was this past Wednesday, and a lot of people uh, saw it. Not even just in San Diego, but I guess it was so bright that a lot of people saw it in other areas. Oh wow! Um, let me see here. And people were posting about it, and you know, of course, anytime we see anything in the in the sky, and we always think UFO. If yeah, you don't know what it is, and it didn't even—it didn't look like saucers. It looked like the sky was a string of fire. Um, so they said reports of sightings uh, came from as far as Del Mar to the city's north, San Isidro. I can't pronounce that. Which is to the south. Um along the Mexican border and La Mesa, about 10 miles to the east, local TV station KUSI reported. And um, then they were talking about it, saying, like, people were comparing it to drones or to UFOs um, or exercises conducted by the military. But a Navy spokesperson says those lights seen in the sky tonight are flares. An aircraft squadron is performing flare training about 30 miles off the coast of San Diego. The lights might be seen intermittently through Thursday night when the drills are expected to end. 
do, but do flares just stay in one place? Yeah, what the hell? Is, what do you mean flare training? And that lasted for a long time. Like they stayed in one place in the sky. And no one's ever seen that before. It's always like, oh, well, we were testing something out. It's always we were testing something out. Uh, CBS 8 reported that the flares were specifically from Squadron VMGR-325, a.k.a. the Raiders, or the Marine Aerial Refueler Transport Squadron 352, part of the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing based at the nearby, uh, at nearby Marine Corps Air Station Miramar. Hmm. And then they were saying that not, every, not everyone was buying that story. I'm looking at what flare training is. Um, someone posted, you know, that they were saying that it was a flare exercise and that they don't agree. Let me see here. Oh, that they've seen flare training before? Um, They didn't think that's what it looked like. They didn't believe that it was a good excuse. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, when flares go into the sky, I thought that they usually just shoot up and then they come down. That's exactly what it does. I'm looking at it right now. I've never actually seen them stay in the air unless there's new kinds of flares. Okay. Uh, uh, what was player? How many fish did you see? What do you think, Ellen? I had to get my mic on again. <laughs> that was a lot of air time I wasted. Just kind of. No, it's not. No, we, we were kind of like crickets, crickets. Right, because I'm trying to like trying to in my mind. Stuff. I'm like, I don't buy it either. I'm going to have to Google the facts again. Okay. So, yeah, so. it was just like um, bright lights in the sky kind of hovering UFO. there. <laughs> I don't know. I always okay. go to UFO. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people don't believe. I mean, are you familiar with flares in the sky? And do you think that they would be able to hover there and just kind a of. A flare? Yeah. Like a, like a flare shot up. No. That's why. I, I don't know, that's like if there's, if there's different to... kinds of flares. That's what I'm not sure about. I think that's what she's looking up right now. Yeah, I was like the thing I wanted to Google. Like, could a flare? I just don't. From what I'm looking at, it's mm. just it's like normal flares. You used to that up on a boat. It goes up, it comes down. Yes. Do well, you have linger. those um, like entangled. You have like the the lanterns. Yeah, that, I just so always want to talk yeah. about tangled. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to watch it when I go home. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or the Chinese lanterns, um, but those kind of get blown up. And I mean, there was just quite a few of them in a row too, or lined up together. Since they're not a saucer, it's not like a ship. Almost seems like a warning. Over, over, like garbage dumps, they do shoot off those little, like flares. Yeah, and they do kind of linger. I remember. Yeah, I swear I've seen those before. How long do you think they usually linger? A long time? An hour? No, no I don't They know. hover in the air? Kind of. Really? Maybe. If I'm thinking of the right thing. Were it's they... just like, 
I feel like okay. So if there is so many of them in a row, obviously they have to have a machine that shoots them all at a in a like in a certain distance from each other, and it has them all going in the same direction for them all to be like that. And if uh, flares, normal flares that are shot up do linger, that would make more sense about this. But it's like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I never actually used a flare, so I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, fire in the sky, baby. <laughs> well, isn't that what they saw right before that Venus alien abduction? It was fire in the sky. Is there anybody missing? Hmm? Let's try that. Was anybody abducted? <laughs> hmm. But nobody was buying it in the comments. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some people are like, oh, okay. But, of course, there's always going to be skeptical people. Well, yeah, because like I said, you know, remember when I was talking about how those CIA files were released? Okay, so I just found something. Um, okay, so let me see here while this loads. Where'd it go? Yeah, we definitely live in an age where it's like... Now, are where is back in the sixties? People just believed what they were told, and now it's a knee-jerk reaction to be like, "Nope, your government's lying to you," which they probably are. We're so woke, ta- right? This is talking about different kinds of flares on this website, offgridweb.com. Um, it's talking about aerial flares versus, um, you know, use on land and such. There are different types of flares for different situations. White flares are for for non-emergency signaling as well as area illumination, while red flares signal an emergency. Um, Be aware that launching red flares when there is not an emergency may be illegal. Um, Parachute flares help the flare linger in the air longer than regular aerial flares. They can stay afloat for as much as 30 seconds, giving you a better chance that it's spotted. Uh, But that's only 30 seconds. Yep, that was way longer than 30 seconds. So, they said that red flares signal an emergency, so... These were just gold standard fire. Like They look like flames. I mean, it looked like red. But even if they were flares, I mean, this is saying that even the longer flares that stay up in the air longer so that it can help in case of emergency they only stay in the air for 30 um 30 seconds another category of flares is solus solus flares solus stands for safety of life at sea and are more powerful and are primarily used by vessels sailing the deep ocean Interesting. So I wonder how how long solus flares stay. Hmm. 
Just it's just strange. It is strange. How far did they say that they said it was the Coast Guard doing that? What? They said it was the Coast Guard doing that, right? The flare testing? Um, they claimed. Let me look it up again. Because no, it, it was it said, in a single uh, line formation. Flares don't do that. It said that the, a Navy spokesperson says those lights seen in the sky tonight are flares. An aircraft squadron is performing flare training about 30 miles off the coast of oh, San okay. Diego. The lights may be seen intermittently through Thursday night when the drills are expected to end. Um, so if they are, that's probably the Solus flares, which I'm trying to look up now. Uh how I mean, long they I'm, usually stay in the air. I'm not completely it, – it still could be. I mean, this is one of those incidences where I'm not feeling strongly against the idea that it could be a very rational explanation. It didn't alarm me as much as other things did or yeah. have on this show. Hmm. Um, the Solus parachute flares can have a thousand feet – Variety um, burnout times of approximately 40 seconds. At their peak, they can be seen 36 to 37 miles away. And a single line formation, though. That's the weirdest thing. I don't know. I I still, it, it still could be. It still could be, and I just sound like an idiot, but uh, I don't know. And then, of course, on social media, everybody wants to get really fantastic. Like, it's the end of days. <laughs> Well, I mean, I could see flares, but at the same time, I don't know. Like you said, there's so many in the line unless they're shooting them off with a device that has them all lined up in a certain way in all the same direction. So if they were lined up one next to each other in this um, thing that shoots them out, I could see that. Like if they all – if it's very precise and they all stop at that distance in the sky and they are shot off with a machine – yeah, but not by a person like this picture, which shows someone, uh, you know, probably from the Navy or whatever, in the water, shooting off one of those parachute flares, the soulless flares. You can't have many people in the water shooting off a flare at different locations in the water and them all line up it's properly. Like a game. It's like Duck Hunt. <laughs> Let's all shoot and see if we can. <laughs> Let's see if we can spell our names. That has to be really precise for them to all line up perfectly like that. That's the only only hang up with it being a rational explanation. I mean, if they're testing, maybe they are using a machine. I don't know. But why would you, why wouldn't you use? I'm people? waiting for it to say surrender, Dorothy. <laughs> so you know, another mystery in the sky. <laughs> another <laughs> one to add to the books, right? Another one to add to the watch list. Watch out, San Diego. You're going to get scooped up. It's going to be like Anchorage, Alaska, or Juneau, I should say. (laughs) going to be out of here. Fire in the sky. You're going to get sucked up, homie. I think it's time for a break. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I'm getting tired. When we come back, my crap. After this. I just shoved two granola bars down 
a matter of less than 60 seconds, and I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> I'm an animal. I'm with myself. I'm an animal. An animal. <laughs> an animal. Oh, man. So, I have to say, let's do the time warp again. That's actually the first thing I thought of when I found this article, that there is a time warp discovered outside of Las Vegas. I'm about to explain what that means. So, it loads. Uh, you know, and you know me, if you've ever heard the show, I'm obsessed with, you know, uh, dimensional, uh, imaginary time, all the Stephen Hawking stuff, CERN, alternate dimensions, all that kind of stuff. So according to Fox News, uh, time warp discovered outside of Las Vegas, a paranormal investigator claims a self-proclaimed paranormal, I love when they start off self-proclaimed, paranormal <laughs> researcher claims to have discovered a time warp on the outskirts of Las Vegas. This bizarre claim gives a whole new meaning to the notion of lost weekend in Las Vegas. The researcher Joshua Warren said, or uh, told the outlet that he had tested several times. Uh, excuse me, told the outlet that he had tested several areas between Las Vegas and Area 51, but only found a reading in an area north of Sin City uh, between I-15 and Route uh, 93. The weird thing. The real holy grail here is what uh, what we picked up with this brand new technology. Uh, Warren was referring to the DT meter, which is differential uh, time rate meter, a device that has a 100-foot cable with a sensor on one end. According to MysteriousUniverse.org, the device sends a signal down to the length of the cable and measures the time it takes to reach the other end. That signal is supposed to travel at the same rate of time at any other any any particular place. The only way that it could change is if a black hole approached the Earth or something like that, which is uh, never supposed to happen. At this spot on June eighteenth of twenty eighteen, I actually measured for the first and only time time itself slowing down for twenty microseconds. He added that should not happen, at least according to the laws of physics. That shouldn't happen unless there is some kind of unknown technology being tested nearby that would influence the environment or if there are naturally places around planet Earth that actually sort of flicker uh, once in a while that warp a little bit, Warren said. An engineer by the name of Ron Heath created the DT meter, uh, according to Warren. Warren said that it was interesting that the time anomaly was recorded in this area as a popular UFO hotspot. He added, uh, his research is far from over. The big question at this point is not whether or not we have these uh, anim- uh, anomalies, but what is causing them. Is this something natural that gives us a window to a gateway to another world or another level of reality? Or is it the byproduct of some kind of weird technology, be it something secret, uh, man-made, or something uh, that's extraterrestrial? Um, it's so funny. The first comment is there's no explanation for why that might happen. Ever heard of a malfunction? (laughs) Uh, Somebody else said, I know I'll use my compass and barometer to monitor the temperature and the humidity of my refrigerator. Hmm. I seem to be getting anomalous readings here. Must be a dynamic, uh, demonic portal science. These devices are far from new. That's what happens when someone uses a piece of technology they don't fully understand incompetently for a purpose which was never intended. Uh, I can buy that, too. I can buy that. You know, whenever it starts out, I'm not trying to take away from anybody here who says they're self-proclaimed such and such. But when you are a self-proclaimed 
somewhat of an expert on metaphysics? No. I'm a self-proclaimed doctor. Right. And that looks <laughs> infected. That's really weird, though. Okay, so let's say, for instance, he is right. There was no explanation for why he was out in Vegas and why he chose that particular spot. Did he go for, like, a mile at a time sticking this thing at everything? What do you mean? Like, why were you there in the middle of the desert? In between Area 51 and, uh, and you know, Sin City. Was he there at Area 51 because of the, I mean. He was, like, miles before it. Like, mm-hmm. way before it. Because they found it just outside of Sin City, outside of Vegas. Number one. Hmm. And number two. Okay, so let's say that the, he is right. What could this mean? Now, he's saying it's probably a portal. Um, so is this the Stargate that the aliens walk out of? And they're like, oh, Area 51, we can walk from here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, man, there's never much of a time where I feel this skeptical about articles, but I don't know, man, I guess it's my mood. I'm calling bullshit (laughs) on everything. Nope. Well, there's so many sketchy things out there, and I mean, there are sketchy things that happen, but not everyone is believable. I do romanticize a lot, too. I'll catch myself, because I go down these rabbit holes, and I'm like... Yeah, everything's a conspiracy. And then, because I'm woke. I is woke. I is woke. But then, now I'm just kind of like, well, now it's a cool in-vogue thing to be, quote, woke. And it's like, everything's a lie. It's like, no, it's not. In the grand scheme of things, humanity does have good intentions. Sure, your government's lying to you 80% of the time. But, you know, that cop that pulled you for a ticket because you were speeding wasn't a conspiracy because they were targeting you. You know what I mean? Like, it's because they have a red car. So that's the conspiracy. I used to think that. I got, like, four tickets in one, in one year. Really jacked up my car insurance, and I had red Pontiac Grand Am. Mm. And I was like, it's because I have a red car. No, it's because I have a lead foot. <laughs> I was always in a rush to get to work because I procrastinated because I was always late. But, you know, things like that. I do romanticize a lot. and I do get into the whole warp of it like, oh, everything's a lie and like rock yourself in the basement with a shotgun kind of thing. But then then you bring it back down and you realize that there are people looking for their five minutes of fame, like a self-proclaimed such and such. Self-proclaimed so, paranormal. Nope. Done. Has anyone else been in that area who... The article didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But the guy, it's it's the DT meter or whatever. You know, that's wasn't its intended purpose. Um, so, like one of the comments said, you know, he's using a piece of equipment that he's not equipped to use. Kind of reminds me of aliens. When, when did uh, this happen? Uh, this was in June. Mm-hmm. I'm just not catching up to this. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I was like, ooh, slowing down time. That's my wheelhouse. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm like, oh, some 
some idiot with a a meter. But um, yeah, it reminds me of aliens when uh, they're like they're they're four hundred feet away, they're this many feet away, and they're like, oh man, they're right on top. It's like, are you reading that thing right? And they happen to be in the ceiling. <laughs> they're right on top of man. Yeah, I'm reading the right. <laughs> that was a great scene. I love that scene. I love aliens. If you can't quote aliens, man, what are you doing with your life? Whoa, that's the sound of me like rubbing my <laughs> textured corduroy <laughs> pants. Oh, it's so dun, weird. Dun, the mic dun, picks dun. that up. Ugh, this is making my skin crawl. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> weird. I'm always doing that with these pants. Almost. It's like sandpaper on something. It's giving me like chills a little bit. Oh, really? So that's your <laughs> tick. Certain sounds. I okay, so they put the water cooler right across from the room <laughs> that I work in at my work, and I hate the <laughs> sound. I hate the sound of a of a liquid pouring into a glass. Really, absolutely hate the sound. I hate beer commercials. I hate Coke commercials for that. And you hear that glass filling up. I it makes me want to bite down on a spoon, man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> love that too. I hate the sound of dogs like licking their paws or themselves. That drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> I remember when we first got our dog Maddie a while ago, well, years ago. Um, she would sleep at the foot of the bed and she'd start that shit. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and she's just cleaning herself. And I'm like, ow. It's not even like that. It was like, it's a slurping noise. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate cereal commercials. Oh, you know, I was just thinking of you with cereal because it's something you told me before in the past about someone eating cereal, but like kind of open mouth eating the cereal. Oh, my gosh. And then you wanted to turn to them and be like, stop. Oh, man. Go eat your cereal outside. <laughs> I I had a boyfriend that was eating a Kit Kat one time, and I thought he was joking the way he was chewing it. I thought it was a joke. And I just stared at him and he was like, what? I'm like. You really enjoying that Kit Kat? Well, how, how was he eating it? <laughs> like a squirrel. <laughs> like it was going to go into his cheek and be just be stored there <laughs> for a while until he made it to the nest. <laughs> Open mouth. <laughs> horse chew. Yeah, the well, Kit Kat was like a carrot to a horse. I was um, <laughs> I was eating one day. In a, in a room where it was only one other female with like no no one else in the room, and we're, she sits right next to me, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that she was eating, mm, something crunchy, something that like, and she's going like, but like open mouth chewing, like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's even. like the crunchiest thing ever, and I'm like, do they start breathing at the same time, like? I hate yes. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, this turned into a whole nother show. Welcome <laughs> to the Misophonia Hour. <laughs> but yeah. I get it when you have a cold and you can't breathe and you're trying to eat, but you can't breathe out your nose. <laughs> then eat the soup. <laughs> Not to you're limited to soup. Sorry. Sorry, Sally. I know you're sick and everything, but soup is better for you when you're sick anyways, bitch. And it, well, it's <laughs> going to melt the mucus so you can breathe. You pop up. Well, there's a lot of benefits, which it melts your mucus. 
<laughs> and everyone around Thanks, you I want to tear your fucking head off <laughs> I'm sorry I was rubbing the pants again <laughs> oh my gosh it's okay I was thinking about the chewing <laughs> oh man so anyway yeah self-proclaimed anything uh, automatically I'm like oh here we go here we go I just don't, I found I don't, time warp. I don't get the whole self-proclaimed though I mean I am an expert but I didn't go to school for it and I have, I'm not actually titled. Right. How did how this guy got uh, airtime for this it just cracks me up. I don't know. It is Fox News. Do we not have enough news? I know. <laughs> it was like any drop of A good street. distraction maybe from the flares. Yeah. <laughs> this self-proclaimed guy who had a stick. <laughs> then he pointed in the sand. The Navy's like, oh, the get that guy in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Get that self-proclaimed guy out there. It reminds me of the guy from Mad TV, like, look what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So, yeah, that, man, I don't know. I'm I'm being really rational today. Too rational. I'm giving in to the My mind's changing. It is. It's warping. It's too much. (laughs) Uh, so according to the Washington Post, lab-grown brain bits open windows to the mind and a maze of ethical dilemmas. In Philadelphia, uh, Sui Kwan uh, yanked open an incubator door at the University of Pennsylvania to reveal rows of cylinder tubes swirling like shaken snow globes with a strange and exotic flurry. The pale peppercorn-sized shaped spheres uh, were lab-grown globules of human brain tissue or as he occasionally refers to them as mini brains mini brain is a controversial nickname loathed by some scientists who fear it conjures alarmist images of fully functioning brains trapped in vats while the reality today is balls of cells that can't think or feel but the term vividly evokes the aspirational goal of this fast-moving area of research to mimic the complexity of the human brain and illuminate the biology of the human mind uh, one of scientists' darkest black boxes. As the technology, which scientists refer to in journal articles as cerebral organoids, uh, improves the the more the mini-brain title fits. Today, organoids that resemble different regions of the human brain are routinely spun up from stem cells in large batches in laboratories around the world. Researchers have refined their recipes since the technique was first described five years ago, uh, but the process is surprisingly hands-off. As a few nudges from scientists, stem cells grow into spheres. Uh, with about a hundred, with about a million uh, neurons through a naturally occurring choreography that mirrors early brain development in the womb. At day 100, uh, Kwan's mini brains resemble a portion of the prenatal brain or in the second trimester of pregnancy. People are more worried about if it they reach a certain level, if it's really like a human brain. We're not there. We're very far from there, uh, said Song, who leads the laboratory at Penn's uh, Perleman School of Medicine where he works. Uh, But the question people ask is, do they have consciousness? The biggest problem I have so far is I think as a field, we don't know uh, what is consciousness or what is pain. Uh, At the moment, many brains are far from anything approaching moral personhood in a dish, and the technology may never come close, but the rapid pace of progress on organizes less scientists uh, and ethicists uh, for a public ethical discussion that we can move into tandem with the research. This disembodied brain, after all, is a longstanding trope of cultural 
um, fascination and even uh, philosophy ranging from the serious metaphysical thought experiment called The Brain in a Vat to the screwball sci-fi comedy The Man with Two Brains in which Steve Martin, I remember that, finds himself falling in love with a charming woman's preserved brain. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I remember like someone, How long ago was someone it? stuck her, it was in the 80s. Someone uh, stuck her brain in an oven. Oh, it was a woman that got was jealous, stuck the brain in the oven, and he caught it, pulled it out, and, and he's like, count to ten. She's like, what? And she goes, seven, eight, ten. He's like, you took her nines. <laughs> I remember that vividly. My dad loved that movie. If at the sunset of life the brain is what you examine to know if someone has died, at the beginning of life there's a point where you might say, look, the brain is at the beginning of life. Um, many people don't understand where the science is now and where it could go in the future. Organize offer a powerful tool for scientists studying the mysteries of the brain, uh, which by some estimates uh, is the most complex object of the world. Unlike cancer, which researchers are studying by growing cancer cells in a dish, the brain and its disorders have been largely off-limits, except through hard-to-get post-mortem tissue. Um, and it goes on and on and on. But I was very excited by this, because for one thing, let people do stem cell research. Why is there a board of ethicists? If it does not involve, you know, because you can get, and we all know this by now, you can get stem cells from cord blood. doesn't have to be an aborted baby. So if you're going to go that route, don't talk to me because that, that makes no fucking sense. There's so much we can do. There's so much rebuilding that we could do. We could really be helping people out. Um, and, of course, my mother has dementia. And like, could you imagine if we could encourage brain genesis, if we could somehow administer this to rebuild brain tissue and preserve her memories and and, you know, um, give her a, a better way of life and everybody else, you so, know, or slow down the progression of Parkinson's, anything like that that has to do with the brain. And it's one thing that we still don't know everything about. But take the chance. So they're using stem cells to create a brain? Essentially, yeah. Because the, they will... When, once they put them in the dish and they sit through a natural choreography, they start forming. Um, there's probably more involved than that, but these this mini brain tissue. So it's not actually like they call it mini brains, but it is active brain tissue. Like it's a it's it's alive and working, but it's not like there's a soul in there or anything. Right. It's just functional. Um, like you said, if it helps people out, then that would be awesome. Uh, they don't, <laughs> I hope that they don't take it a different way. And since there's that big boom of technology as far as, like I said, with robots, trying to make robots more realistic mm. by humanizing them. And, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be able to just put a brain in something and make it work. But Holly's like, don't put it in a robot. <laughs> right. That's what I was, the whole time you were reading that, all that's all I could think about. <laughs> AI. Like, please don't, like, put a brain in a robot and then try to put a heart in and all this other crap. <laughs> That's all we'd need. <laughs> it was bettering people by helping with certain conditions like you're talking about. I mean, yeah, because those conditions uh, give people, I mean, the quality of life would be better with, you know, possibly with these new Stem cells creating this mini brain um, right. and testing that out. So 
if you put it in a in a robot, though, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Maybe that's what the ethicists are trying to say. <laughs> like, you're gonna put that in those sex robots. Well, like of all the things that you can do with technology, and if you are going to make robots, you're gonna make sex robots. That's the first thing we do. Hell yeah, I gotta cash in. <laughs> they are gonna make a lot of money. If they don't get shut down, they're going to make a fortune. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I am, instead, I mean, we're gonna raise hell about, you know, stem cells when there's people out there, like, crippled by MS, suffering from Parkinson's, you know, just dying really, really slow deaths because their brain is rejecting them. Yet, you want to argue about, did this come from an aborted fetus? (sighs) (laughs) Honey, I don't know. All I know is that my uncle is walking again. And people have abortions all the time. I'm not, now I'm not endorsing or condoning abortions, but... I'm going to be that person and touch on that for a second. I mean, with abortions... Yeah, you're not. I mean, if they're legalized in wherever you know state or whatever area you're in, the abortions are going to happen no matter what you say or do. Yep. So you are saying that that life matters and you want it to live, but the abortion is going to happen. So that abortion happened. Now we have the fetus, you know, and you don't want the stem cells, so you don't want any purpose from that. Right. Now it's really worthless, isn't it? Right. So, you could turn a tragedy into a triumph, but they don't see it that way. What? Maybe it's because they think that it's supporting abortions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not like, I'm not stepping on people's beliefs, but at the same time, if it helps other people, and if if something is going to happen, no matter what you say or do, it's different when it's people's family members, though. You know? Yeah. If it's not happening to your family and your family doesn't need it, then you're all, well, no, I don't want that, you know. But when something happens to your family, of course, it's like, well, wait, is that still available? Right. That's what it is. It's like, you know, ugh. it's only when people are in their desperate hour that it's like, oh, but I'm, I need to be the exception to the rule. Well, you weren't for other people. You weren't that merciful. Right. So, I mean. I have an open mind and uh, I, you know, believe that everybody has the right to believe whatever they want to. Um, I'm definitely not putting anyone down, but I do believe that there are things in science that sometimes everyone just has to find negative things about everything. No matter what it is, because there always has to be one person like, well, I want to be I want to be the different person and disagree about this. But it depends on the situation. It depends what they're actually doing. If they're showing signs that, like you said, if they're not using aborted fetuses anyways and they're taking it from other sources and then they're showing proof that this can help with certain conditions, I mean, what what do you have against that? Right. What what does it have to do with you anyways? Right. Ethicists. I like that that's a thing. Ethicist. I am a self-proclaimed ethicist. People, I feel like it, it would more be people saying, well, and I'm a Christian too, so definitely not saying it like anything bad about Christians, but I could see someone being over the top and saying, well, 
God is the creator and we are messing with, you know, saying, mm-hmm. well, we could say that about medicine, though. Yeah. That's the thing, like, oh, we're saving all these lives. Well, you know, God intended for natural selection. Like, no, God wanted you to use your damn head. I feel like things wouldn't be kind of available and if if we weren't supposed to at least yeah i mean some of it <laughs> human beings are are made remarkably we are remarkable beings and we have to remember what we're capable of and if we have to be capable of reaching our full potential and ensuring the survival of our species i'm going to say it again people always say you know what's the the point of life and it is to ensure the survival of your species this planet's not going to make it another million years or so. You know, we're lucky if we make it to the next thousand. And at some point, if you want to get into a deeper conversation, we'll probably need to colonize, so on and so forth. Um, but you have to make any means possible to ensure the survival of our species. And people want to dog in the human race all the time and say things like, you know, oh, it's, it's humans, the human race. No, it's society that you have the issue with. Human beings are remarkable. And I remember watching uh, the Matt Damon movie, The Martian. Um, I still haven't read the book. I'm dying to read the book. But um, after, I remember I felt so good after I left that movie. And it just reminded me that human beings are remarkable. And I do see, you know, if someone had been left on Mars and they would had it took years to get back to go get them, they would do it. And, you know, they thought of a plan and it was, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. Check it out. It's one of my favorite sci-fis of the past five, is it five years? Yeah. Um, past five years, that and The Arrival, that was pretty good. But I love The Martian and uh, I could watch it every day of my life. Um <laughs> But where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> reach your full potential. Ensure the survival of your species. Be the remarkable human, the species that we were intended to be. And if you believe in God, then that's, if he wants the best for you, that's what he wanted. Um, and like we said, if it's not hurting anyone, uh, it- you know, everyone has a choice if they want it used on them or not. If it is something that will, would be potentially used on humans for certain purposes, well, you don't have to say yes. Right. It's not being forced upon you. If something's being forced upon you, then that's different. If someone's saying we need to do this to you because, you know, well, that's different. If you don't have a say. But if you have a say and you're in a position where you're like, I want to try this because my quality of life is, you know, not as good as I would like it to be. And I want to go through with this trial process, even if it's not proven yet or something. I don't know, whatever. Well, people are hating on it. It has nothing to do with you. You don't, you don't want it, don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how far technology has come in that sense. Yeah. I mean, and and it's interesting how many people are so quick to be like, nope, nope, nope. Because they're using, uh, aren't they using stem cells as such for skincare too? Yeah, they're using it for everything because you can recreate human tissue. So for more youthful, kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, I know that was a potion, but 
death becomes her and they drink oh and yeah trying to be youthful and <laughs> that was a good movie too uh, a lot of references tonight yeah i mean we're all looking for youth i mean youth is a big business for anti-aging and pro-youth stuff but right maybe they're worried about i could see this okay stem cells it's hard to get as it is oh that's gonna be hell of expensive when you first come out with anything that and is scarce so if you use it for one thing you have to use it for this so if you use it for you know ms rebuilding brain tissue you're gonna have to use it it's either this or that is what i would think it it could be regulated for skincare and then it becomes more rare it's like okay well what's more important obviously I don't know. That's that's just a, you know that would be like no. those celebrities like I gotta get that super expensive. They probably already routine. do. They probably already has. Woo. Like, um, are you almost fall? I did almost <laughs> fall. <laughs> oh. Um, you know Kim Kardashian is like I'm using the stem cells for my face. I wash uh, my face with hey. a board of babies every day. <laughs> I don't know what time in middle school they were worrying that uh, CoverGirl, like I went to a Baptist middle school. Good Lord, it was terrible. Um, uh, they were saying that it was rumored that CoverGirl was using aborted fetuses in their foundation. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. No like, article. I mean, nothing. No, there was no article. <laughs> oh, that was in your school they were saying? Yeah, I think they were just trying to get the girls not to wear makeup. <laughs> and they could just this, tell that to kids. This was a weird school, man. <laughs> I I think back to all the weird I mean, stuff that went on. Is that the same school that uh, had that you know oh, camp, uh, right? The assembly? No. What what assembly? About the Halloween party? Wait, tell me. Okay. Long story <laughs> short, that what you're talking about. Word got around because I was inviting my friends, or maybe I classmates, to a Halloween party, and we were gonna have you know like the daiquiri mix but like version of course just to look like you know blood or whatever <laughs> my dad and brother the coolest guys they are built a haunted house in the basement which was the coolest thing ever and it was legit scary and it was a lot of fun but once they got caught wind that i was gonna have a halloween party they called an assembly Stating what you can and cannot do outside of school. So this is at your own house, not even at the school. Right. And they said that <laughs> you you guys signed a contract upon coming into the school that you can't listen to secular music, you can't dance, you can't even drink virgin... Well, of course they were targeting me. Well, I remember... Um, I'm guessing that school was the same one that had the bloom the uh, church, no. or church camp. Nope. That was uh, the other one. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. The other one was a little more laid back. They were Methodist. Okay. But no, it was <laughs> one of the things, and like my mom was pretty mad. She was like, what? Are you serious? That's crazy. You know, I barely had friends as it was, and all I wanted to do was have a Halloween party. And we did. It was rocking. <laughs> so, oh there was being like, I, I was really hoping the principal like, would show <laughs> Right. I was really hoping that my mom would get a phone call and she would have cussed them out. Like, listen, I pay like $400 a month for my daughter to be here. She can do believe- whatever the hell she wants outside of school. I can't believe that they would say that you can't do whatever you want at your own house because you signed a thing to go to school there. How, why would you we make need a, to uphold why a certain would, image? Why would you make a, a 10 year old sign a contract? 
<laughs> Who right. are you at that point? Right. That school recently closed after being open for 40 years, and I was shocked that they didn't close down before. I wonder what their practices were like towards the end. So weird. Well, a lot of these private schools are closing because they can't compete with charter. Someone was telling me that, um, I'm trying to remember what city it is. It's not around here, Down River or um, Royal Oak or anything like that, but, oh, where's it at? Shoot. Um, I can't remember the exact school, but I think it's a middle school. And they're cutting budget it's so bad that they got rid of any, all the sports teams. Um, and with their cut, they got rid of the computer lab. They got rid of uh, Spanish classes. What are they doing? And I'm like, well, wait, if you're going to get rid of any classes, why would you get rid of the computer lab? Because people, you know, kid, even young kids need to know how to type. And oh yeah, they can't go on without a computer. I mean, now. technology is huge nowadays, and to you know write reports, uh, to research. I mean, do, doing a lot of research on the internet. It sounds like this school is ran by a lot of really old people. So this person who was telling me about this, um, their kid is was going to that school, and um, now you know it's the new, the new new school year. And uh, they were going to send him back there. But when they realized that they were getting rid of the computer lab, then the Spanish class, because they're also saying, well, I know these kids are young, but you're just going to take away the only second language that they'd be able to have. And kids being younger, uh, the younger that they are, the the easier it is for them to pick up another language. So, um, and then I thought it was kind of funny that they didn't have any sports because all schools usually have at least one sport. So then they switched him over from the public school that made those cuts to a private school. And the private school has the Spanish classes, has the computer lab, has sports teams. Hmm. Like you think you think it'd be the other way around. I wonder what the parents are saying. I don't know. There's, there's gotta be I mean some I mean obviously reality. this one was not happy and didn't even if they were going took had taken their kids to school up till middle school or whatever. And now they're like, well, I'm switching schools. I don't care how long this kid has been here because these are things that we need for their education. And this is what's going to make them well-rounded and be able to go into high school and, and then graduate high school. And when they get into college, be able to write these reports, be able to, no, these scholarships things. too. If you're going to get rid of all the sports teams, what if they really excel at softball or football? Like, you know, yeah. that's their dream is to win a full ride. And second language <laughs> uh, is important for that, a lot of jobs. Yeah, and that's normally that's see that's strange to me because I thought that that was a state curriculum, like that was a state requirement to have a second language offered. Guess not. <laughs> well, they're just breaking the rules. I know, right? <laughs> Like, uh, why wouldn't you get a, I don't, I mean, I don't know if they have this class, but I just, I'm, I'm assuming because usually, well, do you, you have middle school yearbooks? Yeah. So I don't know if there's a yearbook class though in middle school. There wasn't a mine, but there again, I just told the story about my middle school. So, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, classes like that, why wouldn't you get rid of them first? There's certain classes that, you know, you don't need. Oh, yeah, blow But they're just kind of, you know, there. Right. 
So I'm sure there's some classes like that in middle school. Instead, you get cut the fat. Yeah, technology is expensive. I'm sure that, but if you already had the computer lab and you already had those computers, like how much is it really? I don't know. I feel I I feel bad for school. I feel bad for teachers. Like I said, I would never work in the educational system. I think parents are parents and kids are entitled. Kids have become the alpha. I've gone on this rant before. And I think everything is everything that I hear now about schools makes me want to homeschool my kid even more. But then again, I'm not a teacher. Like I, I understand that, and I don't want to put teachers out of work. I understand that. I just think that there's a huge. This is this is a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. People aren't me being paid enough either. It's ridiculous. I'd rather shovel shit than be a teacher. I really would. And, um, I mean, with homeschooling, I have a friend right now who is homeschooling her daughter. She doesn't want to send them because she feels like they could learn more with her. And she's she's one of those people who are super organized, though, and really good at sitting down. She's wrote out her school plan with her daughter for months ahead of time. Like, she has the next few months plan or, like, each... Oh, see. Like, someone, yeah, like... Maybe because I you shouldn't would... homeschool. I'm a mess. Because <laughs> I feel like if you homeschool, you at least have to be, like, organized in the sense of... But she said that with homeschooling, and depending on, I mean, what loca- location you're in, a lot of times they're not even checking to see the re- curriculum. I mean, they have a set list on there saying this is the guidelines that you should follow, but they're not pushing it. Oh, so weird. So you're getting like so you can like people half prepared for yeah, society. Yeah, savages. That's what you're getting. I mean, it's not everywhere that, but she said when she was looking on the internet to see what the requirements, and I think that Michigan was one of them. From what I remember her saying, is that they don't they don't have anybody sent out to check to see if this is curriculum is being you know met. Yeah, right. They just trust that you're doing that, and then oh, I think. Hell no. You know, <laughs> and then you get your degree at the end. Ta-da. I, I think you might have to take not take a test. I'm guessing, but and it's weird too because they won't have any that like the social interaction that you get from high school. Not that it was always positive, but you know, I mean, we had. I mean, me and you became close in high school, and then we had our friends, some that we still talk to or see on occasion. You know. And some people form lifelong friendships. One of our graduating classmates got married to their high school sweetheart. They're about to have a baby. It's like, it's weird because how do you act when you get to college? Right. You know, I know you're not in a bubble, but still, you did, You were not educated. You didn't have that, I mean, with other people. You didn't have that experience of, hey, we're all learning together. So, unless you're doing, like, the girl that I know, she... Has, takes her daughter to these classes like she she t- sent her to a safety class and there was a bunch of other kids who were there who were her same age and she plans on doing things like that each year where they she takes them to different you know mm-hmm. people around the same age so that does get them socialized but if you're not doing that and you're like i mean there's probably is i don't want to say lazy parents but there's probably parents who end up te- homeschooling their kids then they half homeschool them you know, and then they're not, then they're keep them inside a lot and they're like, well, entertain yourself and then don't take them out to people who are their own age. Right. 
And then when they go to college, they're probably like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to form a friendship. That's just it. And you learn those things and you get your ego bruised in high school. I mean, and, uh, it, it, it curves your character just like everything else. You know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in high school. But, and, and it's, it's a, uh, a rite of passage for most people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's a strange dynamic to miss out on. But who am I though? You know. I mean, definitely not putting down homeschooling because I'm saying that you know that certain certain people can do it, and um, I'm sure there's many many people who come out of it like who are very smart, probably maybe even more ex- excelled than some of the kids in public or private school because right. depending on what they're teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're teaching things that are above and beyond. You probably would be more excelled. Uh, but for someone who's not following the rules because they're not pushing them, and then maybe in the beginning they're all like gung ho about it, and then as time goes by, they're like, eh, well, they're not, you know, relaxed, relaxed. Right. And then, uh, like you said, if, um, if they're not socializing the kids, and, eh. Mm. But, by the way, I like your Sonic shirt today. Thanks. I keep staring at your skull t-shirt. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to your boobs. Like, it's uh-huh. like Frida. It's super a, cute. Frida a, Kylo. Yeah. It's a skull. It looks like a skeleton. Day. Perfect, perfect outfits for radio. <laughs> Were you a uh, Sonic uh, at one of the cons before? I was at Indiana Comic Con, the very first one Four years ago? I love it because you're wearing your Sonic the Hedgehog shirt and you're also wearing the Altered Beast, which both you had um, oh, yeah, as, a, that's right. as a kid. Yeah, I've totally saying it out. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, she's wearing Altered Beast, which, um, and she also had the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, game, both yep. games uh, mm-hmm. for Fantasy Star 2. Now I need to get like a bracelet that says that <laughs> on pants. So the book. She had the, the Sega device. Mm-hmm. I had the Nintendo device. I never had Sega. Although I would be jealous when I come over her house and want to play it. Which is weird because everybody I know grew up on Sega or uh, Nintendo. And I'm like, we never had that in our house. And they're like, what? You never had Nintendo? I said, no. <laughs> no, I remember my cousin Megan having a Nintendo too. Yeah. Yeah, because we played Duck Hunt and Bart Simpson versus the Aliens. It was like... Since they're so rare, and I think a lot of people did have Nintendo, um, Se- Sega was much more rare for to go over someone's house and they have it. It was like, oh, and we see <laughs> now we see which company made it. It's like oh, and then uh, <laughs> what I always did like playing Sonic and um, Alter Beast and such when I went over her house. Did Power you have a, uh, Ellen? Did you have a um, Sega or Nintendo growing up? I had a GameCube. GameCube? I don't, I don't think I've ever played on a GameCube. I also apologize if you heard the flushing toilet. Oh, I didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> I was so scared as I was like in the bathroom. You're, like, you're cool. The studio's so empty tonight. I That's what know. I was just going to ask you about, too. What um, was that, Ellen? Ellen, Sorry. did you just flush the toilet? I, <laughs> I just brought you back on the mic to ask you if you flushed the toilet. Uh, oh, okay. So. We just brought you back on to shame you. <laughs> I already shamed You've myself. been shamed. That was... That was me, guys. I was doing the flush the toilet. What? But I had a GameCube. We're a GameCube family. So what was the big game on GameCube? 
Mario Kart Double Dash. Or at least oh. in my house. Is that know. like that was what's, like what's Mario Kart Double Dash? Well, is it different than the regular Mario Kart? You can have two characters on one car. Oh, yeah, because because Jason he has a GameCube at his house, and he was playing the same thing with the neighbor. And oh, they were really? putting down money. Yeah, I didn't know there so was what? a Double Dash one with two players. Yeah, one person like drives, and the other person throws weapons and punches. So you have two players. In the same car, and you have the two controllers, and one person's driving, another person's. Driving. You could do it that way, or you could just pick two characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Double dash uh, as opposed to the single dash. Hmm. Interesting, because I did play. Um, I used to play Mario Kart, but not that one. Hmm. Hmm. You've been out of the loop, Holly. <laughs> Welcome to 2018. We do double dash now. Like, Mario Kart first came out, and uh, it was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It makes me nauseous. I can't play it. Mm. It makes me nauseous. Every time something's shaky on a camera or anything, or yeah. I always think about you. Can't do it. Can't do that. Can't do first-person shooters. <laughs> there, I thought of you because my sister is really obsessed with YouTubers, and she <laughs> follows all these people who either do makeup tutorials or talk about, like, there was ones where they were going school shopping and showing what's at Target and this and that. But she loves this stuff. She likes watching other people. And she follows, what's that blonde chick who kind of comes off a little ditzy? And um, she's like a curvy girl. Uh, what's her name? But she was the one that the video was going on around um, the internet from a long time ago when she was saying that dogs don't have brains. Oh, yeah. And she said, dear fat people, that chick. Was that the chick? No. No? Okay. Uh, are you talking about the girl who's slender? Yeah. No. Oh, you this, said curvy. Yeah. Oh. This girl's curvy. She's got bleached blonde hair. Um, She's got a pretty big YouTube following. It seems like she has quite a bit of money because she went... so. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because my sister was playing one of the videos and she was in New York and she's got her phone and she's taping herself like talking about, I got to go to my, I did my, um, my room and she's walking around, but she's walking around. She's like shaking the camera when she's walking frantically. And I'm like, this is making me sick. And I usually don't get, you know, sick because of the shakiness. Right. Uh, like, but it was that bad? <laughs> yeah, it was like, ugh. And so she fast-forwarded it. But she had gone to a place in New York where they have the world's record for the most expensive grilled cheese and such, which was like $1,000. Oh, come on now. <laughs> so she ordered it. And I'm like, dang, how much money do you have? And uh, she's like, I want to order the um, $1,000 grilled cheese. And they're like, oh, you have to order that a couple weeks ahead of time. So we have the ingredients and then she was talking about it and she said well i guess that makes sense because probably not everybody orders this grilled cheese because it's so expensive so why would they have the ingredients you know what is on it i don't know grilled cheese <laughs> cheese and- that's so <laughs> the dumb. most expensive cheese i would be ashamed to admit that i spent a thousand dollars on a grilled cheese instead of charity and i was like i'll make you a grilled cheese and i'll give you know you can give me a thousand dollars Right. I'll make it the best damn grilled cheese you ever had. <laughs> can I can I get a thousand dollars over here? With all my love, <laughs> a thousand. Come on, y'all. 
I know. There's like three or four different items on that menu. They were all around $1,000. Um, and that special section where it was high, more high-priced items. So... <laughs> I bet you it's really gross. I bet you because it's made with cheese nobody's ever heard of. Like, it's super rare. Mm. And then it's, it's like, not even yellow or white. It's, like, black. It's, like, I guess because um, my sister's like, oh, someone just ate those uh, gold chicken wings um, on another. <laughs> She's talking about another YouTuber. And I'm like, what? And she goes, oh, those gold. I go, oh, those $1,000 gold chicken wings. Because I did see a thing on <laughs> Facebook about people at this one restaurant having a thousand dollar gold chicken wings like real gold shut up in the chicken wings and uh so they can have golden poops i know right so <laughs> i can't remember how many ch- chicken wings come with it but they were showing a video of how they make these and pretty much it was fried chicken wings fry the chicken wings if you know bread them fry them and then after that they have some golden sauce they put the golden sauce in a container flip the wings with them then they coat them with some uh, golden glaze and then they put the real edible gold on top of it and it turns into this like shimmery look to it and they serve it like that and then if you get the whole package which is the wings plus this bottle of champagne this expensive bottle of champagne it's a thousand dollars man wings are getting fancy <laughs> I love chicken wings and I think that's in New York too um, can I get a thousand dollar chicken wings? Well, I guess there's another one for a hundred dollars. Well, we both spend fifty bucks on some chicken wings, but Brandy said that um, fifty bucks. <laughs> well, fifty dollars for both me and you. Well, five hundred. Well, what? Five hundred? Are you doing thousand dollar chicken wings? I said there's also ones I think that for a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, are you trying to set up up your game over there? Five hundred dollars. <laughs> wait, what? We getting five things off? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're balling, I, I can pay, I can pay fifty dollars of that. If you want to get the four fifty, sure. <laughs> you did that for me, <laughs> you, your pal. So, um, I was like, well, how was it? Because uh, you know, if you're getting that expensive, I always want to live through somebody else. Like, well, did they like it? Right. And uh, she's like, they said it was all right. It was good, but it wasn't a thousand dollars worth worth good. It never is. <laughs> how could it be? How and then you, I would feel like you went to the casino, you gambled, and you just lost. But you, you, you won some of your money back, but not the whole. You got a rebate. That's what I felt like that feeling would be. You're full. You went and gambled. You got half of it back. Come on. But not the full. <laughs> I left feeling, oh, well. I would love, like you said, like, if <laughs> I'll make you a grilled cheese for $1,000. <laughs> Somebody give Let me, me go back there. I'll make the grilled cheese. <laughs> Everybody stand back. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed $100 I'm a, I'm a grilled cheese. $1,000. That was a $1,000 grilled cheese. $1,000 grilled cheese maker. I am self-proclaimed. I'm a self-proclaimed chef over here. Right. And I <laughs> proclaim that I need $1,000. I watched a Facebook video about it. I know how to do it. I've seen it. It ain't all that. <laughs> Let me have that. I'll put in the bag of chips, too. They hired me after I made that. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the spot. I took over the head chef's job, and now I'm here. $1,000 grilled cheese. Would you eat $1,000 grilled cheese? Yeah, absolutely. W- do I have to pay for it? 
<laughs> I, I mean, would right you now. would you spend? Would, is there anything that you would spend a thousand dollars on food wise? Uh, I guess. Well, I stopped eating meat a while ago. So if there was like something that, well, what if it was like uh, a vegan, like high quality vegan thing? But you that didn't know. If, but you didn't. But you didn't know if it tasted good or not. You just knew. I had it, to like, gamble. Well, yes. I would put the faith that it was good if it was well, like, Exactly, but I guess it's not always like that, though. She's like, let it ride. Hey. Let it ride on cheese. As long as I can have, like, leftovers tomorrow for lunch <laughs> at work, I think I'm good. Yeah, that's if the thing, I, a portion size, too. Well, if I'm going to spend $1,000, that better you have... Tip. You got a tip. Oh, yeah, that's okay. true, too. Factor in, like, 15%. But you know what? People are always like, well, it was $1,000, but I'm not going to tip that because... <laughs> right, that actually wasn't like service. That was just—that's what people think. So, uh, <laughs> right. every time somebody orders it, they're like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, um, I'm not making any money today. So, right. But if I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars, it better have many courses. Right. You better have like five courses. That's. Two hundred dollars per quarter. Yeah, where's the sides? Where's the biscuit? Where's the biscuit? I got, got a biscuit over here. That ain't worth no thousand dollars. Drop the biscuit right now. Everybody knows it comes with a biscuit. <laughs> bring you me know a, it in their face. Bring me a whole basket with honey, a bottomless basket of biscuits. Better come with these golden chicken wings. Um, this ain't bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably be like, well, you can have bottomless biscuits, sure. <laughs> that was like the least expensive thing on this menu. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep the free water my, coming. I'm going to eat my $1,000 worth of biscuits. Trust and believe. <laughs> I'm going to get mean on these biscuits and honey. Bye. Oh, shoot. So, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm yawning my ass off. And it's not because I'm bored. It's, it's been a very long week, folks. <laughs> so thank you again Ellen yes, thank you Ellen for coming in on this Labor Day for us we love working hard working overtime <laughs> follow her at David Sheroth on Instagram and as for us I'm Keith Pierce I'm Holly good night guys happy Labor Day